Welcome to the Schoolhouse Podcast, where it is jumping. All right, guys. So you know my name is Mr. Schoolhouse, and hey, I'm solo tonight. You heard what I just said. I'm solo tonight. I don't have any guests, you know, on the show tonight. So this is my first time. I believe that I'm doing a solo, but I promise you, you guys are in for a treat tonight. All right. So, of course, I have been, you know, just really thinking and I want to become more intentional about serving, serving you all out there who's listening to this podcast, who has been faithfully listening to this podcast, who has shared this podcast. One, let me just show my gratitude and tell you how thankful I am for the fact that there are some people out there that's faithfully listening to this schoolhouse podcast. Do you know what it really takes to have the the courage, not even the courage, but just the patience and willingness to sit down and listen to someone for a whole hour straight? <laughs> I think, you know, when people come up to me and they say, hey, I listen to your podcast, I'm saying, man, that's that's what's up. So I... I I have been truly, truly encouraged by that. But once again, I, I don't want to get off topic, but I want to just I want to just have you all reach out, reach out, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link in the description and you guys will have the ability to submit your topics, submit, you know, what is it that you want to talk about? And, and I'm going to start an email list. Right. So it's going to be coming from at the schoolhouse podcast. If you want to become a part of that email list, just email me at the schoolhouse podcast. I will put my email, you know, in the description. But listen, I am about serving you all. This this show is not even about me. It's about you. It's about meeting your needs, helping you to be the best educator that you can be, because let's be honest. Let's be real transparent and, and real tonight. You know, yes, it's all about the children. I'm I'm all for advocating for them, right? And of course, teachers, you know, educators, school sites, principals, what have you, even professors who teach in the academia space in education, you know, they're for the children because that's what it boils down to, right? Because if you don't have children, you don't have a classroom. So let me just be clear on that. I'm an advocate for the for the children. But who's advocating for the educators? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, somebody. Who's advocating for the educators? Who's saying you have to take care of yourself? Who's saying, how's your family doing? How's your emotional intelligence? How's that going for you? How's your emotional well-being going for you? How's your social life going for you? You know, I find it so ironic. There's so much research, so much strategy, so much of, of things that are done, particularly for children, which is, it, it needs to continue to stay that way. But I, I feel like there needs to be more platforms and more sources for educators to collaborate and come together to work as one and to have a safe place and that's what I want the schoolhouse podcast to be about let me make that clear by by chance by me helping educators motivate them encourage them uplift them by product they the students get the best version of you 
right? So it's still serving kids just in a more like in a different direction and making sure that the educators are taken care of. Again, that's what this schoolhouse podcast is about at the end of the day. It's about helping educators elevate and go to the next level, right? Um, Tonight, you know, I was I was thinking of some topics and thinking of, damn, I want to, what, what do I want to discuss, right? Because I'm solo tonight. <laughs> Did you hear me? I'm solo tonight. And I have honestly, I have did a lot of reading this week. I, I put the phone down. <laughs> I put the phone down, right? I decreased my screen time this week because for you guys to know me more on a personal level, I love social media, right? Let me put that on emphasis. I get caught up in the the, the scrolling routine, right? But this week, I, I took the time out to really just educate myself on the American education system. I have took the time out and opportunity to, to learn more about the history behind HBCUs. I have took the opportunity and time out to, um, I've even learned more about emotional intelligence. And here's the thing. Um, I'm in this group called Black Male Educators. And... I love that we talk about emotional intelligence, right? I love that we talk about how how are you doing? You know, what are some healthy uh, practices that you're doing consistently to refill your cup? Because that's that's what it's about and that's important, right? But tonight, I want to get into today's episode and I want to discuss three principles. <laughs> three principles from the first three episodes. Now, I, I'm the first to say I'm not a certified educator yet. I am an aspiring school psychologist, but I'll tell you one thing on this platform, I interview certified educators. So these principles are definitely coming from educators who are veterans, who have been in the field. And these three principles are from the first three episodes. And I believe that these three principles will help elevate and motivate you to continue to be the best educator that you can be. First principle, right? The first principle is show love and compassion in your teaching methods. You know, that was one of the episodes that we kind we we dived into um in showing love to your scholars, right? Believing in them, encouraging them, uplifting them, motivating them like within your teaching methods, right? Because Here's the thing, when you're educating and you're teaching and you're molding young people's minds, do it with so much love and care. And when they see that you care, they're going to care too. And this teaching method works. It doesn't matter what community you live in. It doesn't matter if your community is um, that you teach at is in low income or is poverty, right? Or if it's on the other side of town and and the the economy is is much greater, you know, the income is is greater. Kids are, you know, they're more educated. I believe that black, white, whatever race, whatever age, if you show love to your scholars, if that is a part of your methodology, um, your teaching practice, I believe that this can be a great tool to utilize. And to make this in more real time, 
you know, one thing that you can do is start off with affirmations. Start off with affirmations saying, I can be successful. Because we have to understand that the brain is the most powerful, powerful part of our of our human bodies. It's the most powerful organ in our bodies. It, the main the brain is so powerful that if somebody tries to do something that's negative and you start to believe it, your actions translate into that. That's how powerful the brain is. Now, when you look at it on the scale of you're encouraging and you're motivating and you're inspiring, you're cultivating your brain to think positive, your actions is going to be become positive. And so despite where students come from, regardless of the color of their skin, regardless of their, their, their parents' situation or their social economic status in, in its own way, showing love and, and, and doing that in such a way where you say, these are the positive affirmations that we're going to say, because let me be honest and let me be clear. Yes, I am not a certified school, uh, school psychologist yet, but what I have experienced, you know, as a substitute, and it drives me crazy, is when students say, I can't. They haven't even tried yet. And they're saying, I can't. I can't read this paragraph or I can't read um, this literature or the words of two events. I can't, but you haven't even tried yet. But just imagine if you started off the day with saying, I can't, and you were consistent with it. You were consistent with the love. You were consistent with that that passion you were you were you were consistent with showing up and saying positive affirmations to those students and have them recite those positive affirmations every single day i promise you you'll be shocked i know this sounds cliche but let's be clear positive affirmations do work <laughs> they do work it doesn't matter in what space you go in positive affirmations that works right you don't need a high level of professional development. You don't need um, people to tell you that positive affirmations work. You don't need somebody with, with all these degrees to tell you <laughs> that positive affirmations work. So if you go in with the mindset of saying these positive affirmations, that is one way that you can show love in your teaching practice. You know, that was one of the episodes, um, the first one, the first principles that was taught to, to, you know, on a podcast is showing love. Now, with that being said, I wanted to add a little bit more to that showing love to your scholars unconditionally, right? Now, of course, when we talk about raising test scores, because that's, that's the biggest thing. Schools get funding based off test students test let's let's be real you know that they get funding based off how well students do academically and with that with that being said i wanted to share about this particular educator that resonates with me and her name is marvin collins and i hope i hope that i'm saying this right but basically, she was an educator who 
who was inspired that 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 was inspired to start her own school and her students were reading uh and they were reading at such a, a high a high grade level i mean say in elementary school they if they were in kindergarten they were probably reading on the fourth fifth grade level look it up marvin collins they took um these standardized tests right and they did well really well and, and she and the students that she had were coming from low-income communities and some of these students were claimed to have learning disabilities um intellectual disabilities or the data showed that they could not read or write but once she started to educate them of course they involved rigorous instruction she became successful and i say all that to say of course it's more than just showing love to scholars and it's more than just you know saying positive affirmation your your teaching methods you know has to be in in place and i'm not i'll be the first to say that i i haven't like fully did the research on that but i know that teaching methods has to be um has to be on point but a part of that is showing love and marvin collins i mean she went over and beyond to make sure that students got uh, a fair education so i just want to encourage you guys once again show love show love unconditional love and be and be firm you know and and show that love <laughs> show that love right so that's that's one principle i think that can be very beneficial to your to your um education career as you continue to develop and grow uh, next thing is parent involvement. This is so important. This is so important. You know, just speaking from a student that grew up in uh, in low income communities, you know, I grew up in communities and schools where it was poor, you know, and I, I went to schools that had free reduced lunch. Right. So you, you I'm pretty sure you educators know know what 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 was my social economic status right just based off me going to schools that were that had free or reduced lunch and my lunch was free <laughs> so that you know that says a lot from where I come from and I say all that to say is that you know growing up just speaking from a a student um experience I've always saw educators teachers you know they only would make phone calls to their parents when they did something bad. Oh, this child did something bad today. They were disrespectful. They were rude. They didn't want to read. They didn't want to comply with the, the classroom policies or expectations. I call them community agreements, right? And that's a discussion for a different day. But that was the only time that I saw teachers or other school personnel talk to their parents when they did something bad and here's the thing you know we do that as adults right i think the only time that i've i've never been told as an adult you did a great job that was a good job no one i've never been called to the office to say, hey, you, you, you did, you were astonishing. You were amazing. Thank you for coming to work. And I'm going somewhere with this. Stick with me now. 
let's put this in the in the education space. When you get when you get called to the principal's office, you're not thinking great thoughts, right? There's a reason <laughs> that when someone gets called to the even teachers, I've heard teachers say that when they they will get nervous, they will get scared. Did they do something wrong? Are they in trouble? Because no one never takes the time out to intentionally say, hey, you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Man, you're amazing. Thank you for showing up. And I'm saying all this to say is that people only recognize or people will only say something to you when you do something bad. Now, of course, you have people that will give you praise and credit when they say I'm proud of you. But when I'm generally like on a, on generally speaking on a like whole perspective, that's just not the thing where people are like that's not known for people are saying they're proud of you. Keep up the good work when they call you to their office. More than likely, it could be something bad. Same with students. Right. You have to call the parents. Just to say, hey, your child is doing a great job. You're doing amazing with that child. You're doing phenomenal. You're you're doing a great job. Thank you for staying on Johnny for to come to class and do his work. I just wanted to call you to express my gratitude. Now you see the dynamic of the relationship is now going to change because, you know, I've heard and seen <laughs> when that teacher will only call that parent when they did something bad. And half the time, the parent didn't even answer the phone because who wants to hear something negative all the time? <laughs> Let's be honest, guys. Let's be real. Who wants to hear about their child doing something negative all the time? <laughs> just like you as an educator, just imagine if you, like you're, you're the principal only spoke to you or, or acknowledged you only when you did something you weren't supposed to do. Or the superintendent only acknowledged you when you did something that you weren't supposed to do. Wouldn't it brighten up your day as an educator? Wouldn't it, would it not uplift you and inspire you if your principal, your school leader, encouraged you, called you to the office just to say, hey, you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. And I'm pretty sure there are some educators, right? That that the principal superintendents that that do these things, but I'm just speaking for the majority that I don't see that often. So if you want to, you know, help your students be the best that they can be academically, you have to get the parents involved. And one of the ways is to even if you call it parents to say Hey, happy birthday, <laughs> right? I see that was your birthday. I was just calling and tell you happy birthday, right? I don't know if that's weird or not. I don't know, but I mean, I'm just giving you guys some ideas. I mean, parent involvement is just like building a relationship with anybody else from teacher to student, from teacher to teacher, from principal to teacher, from superintendent to teacher. Like it is all just, it's all about relationships. I just don't want, you know, us to overanalyze it. It, it it really isn't a root of building a relationship now of course that relationship may look different in different spaces and what i mean by that of course from teacher 
to student, that relationship may look different from teacher to teacher because we all have different needs. But the 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 essence of it all, the root of it all, of, of a relationship is to be loving, is to be caring, is to be uplifting, is to motivate, is to encourage. You know, those are some of the components that can build and sustain a successful relationship. And that's what you need. You know, getting the parents involved, I don't even know if this realistic, that one day the parents just show up and they say positive affirmations with the students. Now, I know the parents got to work, so I don't know how realistic that is. Or maybe if the parents took off a day of work and they came up to the school and they said the positive affirmations with the students and the teacher, like the whole community involved, and it is it's jumping, for real. It's really jumping now, right? So... Parent involvement is key. Um, and here's another, here's another tool that I feel like could be beneficial. And this was something that I never heard of before, but I think it's pretty intriguing and profound. And it's something to, to, to consider. And this could be more so for the principals out there, but I interviewed a guest and and this 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 topic is was more so allowing students voice to be to be known like allow students to advocate for themselves right because we kind of live in this this space where and this is just the way the world works is not even just education whoever is the the speaker or whoever is presenting they are considered as the expert, right? Which they are. Let's not take that away. The presenter, in my opinion, is the expert. That's why they're presenting. However, <laughs> I no longer believe that they're the only experts. Watch this. Everybody is an expert. If you want to create a safe, place a dynamic school culture I mean in a classroom setting everybody is the expert even in your pep your professional development when you're doing professional development it's not just the speaker the presenter or the principal who's the expert everybody is the expert because everybody has something valuable to say everybody is intellectual right everybody is encouraging motivating and, and, and is uplifting and sometimes our opinions may not meet eye to eye but that doesn't mean i disregard their opinion because again i go by the analogy is that everybody is intellectual in their own way not based off an of iq test they're they are intellectual in their own way because god dang it they got a human brain they exist they are intellectual in their own way. And I say that to say is that we have to get rid of this philosophy of the teacher is the only expert when they're up there teaching. No, students are experts. Allow the students now, <laughs> this is something new, but maybe a lot of students to be a part of the hiring process. Maybe I don't know about elementary, right? But high school, maybe middle school, maybe that student might have some good questions to ask that candidate, that that's teacher, or even that principal, right? Now, of course, they don't know what it takes to lead a, um, 
they and I'm not saying they don't know what it takes, but they don't they they may not have the knowledge yet to know what it takes to lead a school. But if this if they're going to be working with them, they 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 should they should be a part of the hiring process. Like I I I advocate for that. I've never heard of that before, but maybe it's possible, maybe not. I don't know what what that looks like in different school settings and policies and things like that but it's something to bring up in discussion in your in your meetings again man we're all experts when i start doing professional development look i just so happen to be the expert in in what i'm teaching or or what i'm educating the community on or or, or the schools whatever wherever space i'm in but everybody is an expert because everybody opinion it matters when because I I I honestly want to hear what people are thinking. I don't want to hear myself talk for a whole hour. I want to get people engaged. I want to get people involved. I want to know what's going on in your brain. What are your thoughts? What do you think about this particular subject? What do you think about this data? What do you think about social emotional learning? What do you think about um positive behavior what do you think about behavior just in general what what are you thinking i want to know what's going on in your brain because we're all experts so again i encourage you to allow your students to to be a part of the hiring process i i encourage you to allow your students to let them know that they are the expert and no one knows everything hey allow a student to teach a class one day to teach a subject one day. I don't even know if that's possible, but there you'll have some students where they, dang, they so smart. They, everybody's smart, but that particular scholar may know that subject very well. They could very well possibly teach the class how to do multiplication. And that, that particular student might be able to reach somebody else that the teacher might not have reached. Because everybody has their own different personalities and different styles and way of doing things. That's why I say everyone is the expert. It's not just a teacher in the room. It's not just a presenter in the room. It's not just that principal in the room. Everybody is an expert. Despite, it doesn't matter about titles, credentials, all that. We can learn. We can all learn from each other. So those are the three principles that... I have learned from veteran educators from the first three episodes on the Schoolhouse Podcast. And I think that I did pretty good on my first uh, episode. I will be doing more of these. Of course, if you want more, if you want more, just email me at the Schoolhouse Podcast. And I'm going to make it easier. I may create uh, forms for you guys to fill out fill out more, you know, just so I can find ways to serve you. What do you do to rejuvenate? You know, like these are all the things that I'm thinking so that we can continue to build as a community, right? We can continue to encourage and uplift each other. Guys, I have so many big dreams and aspirations of building a community of educators that work together to build something great, right? And I just think that that's what makes the Schoolhouse Podcast so unique and special because, you know, I see it, but we need more. We need more in this space. So once again, thank you for, hey, 
talking, jumping with the school. I mean, look, this is a this is a safe space. Thank you for listening, tapping in for the Schoolhouse Podcast. I appreciate all of you out there. Again, please follow the Schoolhouse Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please leave a review, a comment. Just I would love if you guys can share the Schoolhouse Podcast. Once again, let's get the word out. Look, show love to the scholars. Let's get these parents involved. And remember that everybody is an expert in a classroom setting, in a school setting. Everyone is the expert. Hey, it's Mr. Schoolhouse. Peace. And I am out.